Talk Radio 191 FM podcast. Right now I'm joined by David Cyril, um, a former DCC and Queenstown Lake Districts Council Building Control Officer. Morena to you, David. Morena, how Jamie. Are, how are we today, sir? I'm very well. Warm. Warm? That's good. It's very warm in here. Nice, <laughs> I like to keep nice. it at a nice too hot temperature. Um, anyway, just first off, what does a building control officer do? He ensures compliance with the New Zealand Building Code to protect people's health and safety, basically. Basically. So if someone's building a building, you go around, you check it out, you see that everything is up to code, the code at that point in time, and if it's not, you let them know, and then they have to rework, rebuild, one would hope, or, or whatever they need to do, but you periodically go through a building and check, yes. check over the work. Yes, if, right. we, if we see anything wrong, we're required to issue a notice to rectify mm-hmm. and it's in triplicate I get a copy the office gets a copy and the builder or the client get a copy all right so I mean essentially yeah you are the council's um, that goes out there and enforces the law uh, not just the council's but I guess it's the Ministry of Business Innovation and Employment law yes yes uh, and of course uh, I ha- you're in here today because um, everybody will remember on the 4th of March 2016 14 people were injured eight badly when a balcony they were on or under collapsed during a 660 concert um, now there were obvious overloading issues um, adding to that jumping which would add extra stress on the load bearing section of the balcony a University of Otago report released under the Infant Official Information Act um, said that, amongst many things, that the property manager declined to be interviewed, um, as did the owner and um, and whatnot. But they were aware of the risks involved of having that many people on there. Um, the final report from the Ministry of Business Innovation and Employment said the structural design for the balcony met the code requirements at the time of construction. Are you disputing that? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And why are you disputing that? What have you? What 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 evidence do you have that suggests that that is wrong? Well, I've got a briefcase full of evidence mm-hmm. uh, here in this office, mm-hmm. and Envy uh, have not provided a shred of evidence. Yep. Um, I've. Um, asked for it and haven't been given it. There's just a code of silence around the whole thing. Now you have gone to... You you, you have asked under the... Official uh, Information, Information Act. Act. And you have been rebuffed. You've, you, you've had I, you've had um, a few... You've had acknowledgement that you've um, asked for this information but the information has not been given to you. Is that correct? Yes and no. Um, I have had received official information from the council like... For, for example, the um, code compliance certificate that was issued in mm. 2002 for that building and its balconies. Yeah. So basically what the council is saying is that they've inspected it in 2002 and they accept that it was being built to the code. Okay, and, and what's, what makes you say that it's not being built to code? What, what, did, what was shown to you that says it wasn't? Well... Ten years of study at the Otago Polytechnic for a start. Mm-hmm. Five years of study at the Otago University gave me the academic background to be able to read and understand the codes. Yeah. So it's very simple. There are only <clears throat> two A4 sheets of paper that would come out of the code, New Zealand Building Code, that would prove my point. One is a figure showing a drawing of a standard 
balcony, mm-hmm. cantilevered balcony, and the other A4 piece of paper out of the building code is a table. And the table tells you the depth of the joist, the depth and the width of the joist, of the suspended cantilevered joist. This required, mm-hmm. depending on the span, how far out from the building the joist is expected to carry the weight. Yeah. Simple. Now, the joists on those balconies at 598 Castle Street were 140s. They should have been 190s. Simple. And that is quite a difference, isn't it? It's 50. Absolutely. And we haven't, and it hasn't been no. proven that the, those, jo- those 140 joists were even treated, or even up to, up to standard. Yeah. Um, I've been told by a police officer out of uniform that he's seen the balcony in the police lockup, and he told me that seven out of the 12 joists, these are his words, seven out of the 12 joists had large knots at the point of fracture. Okay, so and not being, uh, um, you know, everyone knows, what, if you've ever cut wood before, you know what a knot is. Yes. Yeah, and it's very hard to get through with an axe, but it is a weak point in the wood. Absolutely. Especially if it's been milled. Yes. Yeah, so, um, and if it hasn't been treated, uh, therefore it is um, bound to be affected by the weather. It would be weathered, which would in itself would make it weak as well. Yes. There was lichen. You, I've got photographs of lichen growing on those joists. Now, if they were properly treated, lichen would not grow on them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so... The, these are the claims that you've you've made. Uh, some stuff that's been said to you, but unsubstantiated, I assume. Um, what are the other things that you've asked for from the DCC and the Ministry that haven't been released? And do you know why they are not being released to you? Surely they have to, under the Act, under the Official Information Act, release these findings to you. I have received nothing about their findings, other than to say that their engineers have said that it complies. Well, you don't need an engineer to tell me or anybody else that those balconies complied, because they should have been built to a standard, and the standard has already been engineered. Mm-hmm. You don't need an outside engineer or what we call an, what they call an independent engineer, which I have grave doubts about. <coughs> um, two, tell us that those balconies complied or didn't comply. You've only got to look at the tables in the, in the standard that have already been engineered. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, because we're talking about buildings that were built um, at a lesser standard to the standards that we have now. The compliance is completely different now. Rules have changed. Are you So the standards that that building was built to and the standards you're talking about, the, the 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 490, is that the standard that should have been used at that time, or is that a standard that came in later? The balconies didn't comply with the current standards then. The current the 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 current standards then. The current standards now have changed so minusculely that it doesn't matter. It doesn't make any difference whatsoever to that situation. Um, what was I going to say? 
ask me that question again. Oh, I was just saying, you know, were they up to the standards of the time, or, you know, or were they not up to the standards of the time, essentially? They were not up to the standards of the time. It's not just the joists. It's the boundary joist. It's the bolts. It's the lack of square washes. It's the lack of blockings. It's the lack of having sufficiently sized balusters too widely spread. The top rail should have been 150, not a 100 by 50. A 150 by 50, not a 100 by 50. The list goes on and on. Now, could you just look at one of the other balconies there and see these same, same issues? Absolutely. What they've done is they've shortened those joists and they've put a much heavier barrier on, and it's called a cantilevered barrier. A, a balustra balustrade. Now, if you've got a cantilever balustrade, it means it's tied into the joists. So if you lean against the barrier, the forces are transferred into the joists, which are the same joists that broke in the first place. So all they've done is added more weight and more turning points to those joists. Well, couldn't you just point out the current lacking of code in those balconies now? and say, look, it still hasn't changed, you can see right now that these did not comply. Absolutely. I've written email after email after email, and I've been ignored, and I've been ignored, and I've been ignored. And you've been ignored why? Because they are guilty of their intransigence. So how are we... I mean, how do we go about... How do you go about... You're trying to blow the whistle here, I guess. You're, you're a former employee. Um, who will listen? I mean, obviously you've, you've, you've yelled till you're blue in the face. You're walking around the university with your signs. You've sent email after email after email. Why aren't they listening? And why isn't anybody else outside of the official realm of the DCC and the ministry, why isn't anybody else taking up the case? Precisely. And... That's an ex excellent question. And um, when I met you on the bus yesterday, Jamie, I was um, overwhelmed by the fact that you told me that you knew that those balconies didn't comply. And I'm thinking, well, why aren't you doing something about it? Because I've been doing something about it for the last three years, and I've been talking to students and people and everybody. Harleen Hain, she had me trespassed. David Cull, he had me trespassed. They don't like me talking to people because it's going to show them up. All right. Um, so, I mean, we. I guess there's not really many other avenues you can go down. I mean, have, what's the government saying? What has MBIE said back to you? MBIE MB have not responded. I've sent all of my information to them. I've written to the ombudsman and I've sent... I have a 100-page report to the Ombudsman, to MB. They have not responded. I've spent, sent it to the um, engineers. They're, they're, what do they call them? Institute. They have not responded. I've eviscerated their report. Every line of their report is a half-truth, a lie, or a deception. All right, David. Um, I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I wish you the greatest of luck on this um, on this fight because it does seem to me, especially if, if um, the foundings are correct, um, 
My and foundings uh, or theirs? Yours. Uh, and, 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 of course, anyway, I can go down to those balconies now and, and, and check out those um, those joists and check out um, those structures. And you could see for yourself uh, whether or not um, they are up to code or up to the code of the time. Um, I wish you the best of luck. I, um, I hope that uh, people are listening now and um, it puts a little bit of a fire under the belly and maybe someone will listen uh, to you also. And... Um, yeah, I wish you the best of luck with with what you're doing. Thank you, Jamie Green. You are more than welcome. You're the first person to interview me. I've tried <laughs> Radio New Zealand. They don't want to know. I've sent thousands of texts to them, probably thousands, <laughs> but they're not responding. Uh, e- I mean, um, even here in Dunedin, I've been to their office. What's his name? Ian Telfer. Yeah. He's interviewed me, but he hasn't followed it through. So you're the first person to have me on the radio to talk about to discuss this well, thank you jamie green you are more than welcome you're a wonderful person <laughs> thank, and you, thank you for the coffee <laughs> you're more than welcome this was a radio 191 fm podcast you can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found